0: Parahawks, stay on this channel, this is an emergency.
1: SMPD, where we look back at the shows that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode, we are looking back at. Well, it's one that, that's been requested by by you guys. We're looking at Terror Hawks.
0: Yeah. Now, um so this we've had a couple of requests for this. So thank you very much for uh, for those. Um, it's also our uh, our first five star review on Apple Podcasts. So it's always uh, always a special one
1: we um, like those if you want us to do a show on something just drop one of those five star reviews in guys yeah, we we'll we'll guarantee all over. we will do it for you we'll be yeah. all over that show. <laughs>
0: um so this one comes from uh neighbors it was about a year ago um but obviously we have a show I didn't experience.
1: say we'd be quick i just yeah, said we'd well,
0: do it i mean it. <laughs> i mean to be fair i'll re- I'll, re- I'll read the um i'll read the comment and then you can see why we haven't been quick so um just find this podcast hope you make more we need some centurions check terra now mask check jason the will warriors check Visionaries, Moomins, Dungeons and Dragons—we've done everything on the list apart from, uh, apart from Terra So that's why it's taken us a while to get to.
1: And I, and I honestly don't know why, because actually I already had Terra Hawks on our program list to look at. Uh, this yeah. is one that I've wanted to do for quite some time, but I don't know—we just didn't get around to it.
0: Yeah, I think so... it's one of those
1: because I, I when you when you put it on the list and when it was on, so that message
0: and so the, the other messages we've had, um, uh, in my head it was a particular thing, and then when I actually looked it up um, a couple of weeks ago when we were setting our schedule, I saw it, I saw it went, Oh no, that's not what I thought it was at all. This is puppets. Um, So I don't, I didn't remember this show. Um, And I've, I've gone into it this afternoon. Um, I think I recognize it, but I'm not sure. Um, And yeah, it was kind of a mixed bag because I mean, obviously I'm almost 40 as opposed to, I would have been three or four when this was on TV. So um, yeah, big difference.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would have been fucking two when this first aired. But I definitely remember watching it as a very young child. So I think it would have aired originally when I was between sort of two and five or six-ish. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So two to five for me. Um, Now, whether I remember it as a five-year-old, which I guess would make it one of my earliest TV memories, or whether it replayed a bit later, I'm not sure. But I definitely watched it as a very young child. Um, And it is... This this show has a bit of a special relationship uh for me because along with Centurions, which I talked about on our Centurions podcast, um yeah. so I'm sure Naboz has already I, I hope we're pronouncing your name correctly, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um has already listened to. Um along with that, uh this is one of my first experiences of like actual, genuine, bone chilling fucking terror. Not not terror like terror hawks, like yeah. Earth, terror, like Zelda Fright- I can see that. The fuck out of me. Like, and, and it's an image like Zelda's face is just burned into my fucking brain. Like, she, she terrified me as a child. I mean, now watching it back now, would be like, she's yeah, not fucking. That's now, doesn't it? Yeah, but, but there, there,
0: there is a there is a bit of Linda Blair um, about it, though. You get a got that very iconic image from The Exorcist where you know, she's been in the bed and the hair's all matted, the eyes are green, you get the big fucking cheeks and everything's so sagging and wrinkled. Mm. Um, it's that kind of vibe.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's like this weird, scary old lady vibe. Um, which I think kind of made me vaguely afraid of really old women for a little while because there was this and then there was Ghostbusters as well. Um, So so I think I went through a period of just being really scared of really old women and that probably started (laughs) with Terrorhawks. Possibly. I mean, she's kind of she's kind of got this kind of weird witch meets Freddy Krueger vibe going on, and then she's got like yeah. a really witchy voice as well. Yeah, and a um, laugh as well—it's so a sort of shrieky cackle. She's she's horrific. She's fucking horrific. Um, so yeah, I remember Terra Hawks very well. What I don't remember really is kind of the show itself or the intricacies of the show. Like, I, I remember there being vehicles. I remember that it was Jerry Anderson. But the main thing that I took from this was fucking Zelda because she terrified me and i've never revisited this at any point during my life i think partially because i was a bit fucking scared as daft as as that fucking sounds i was a bit fucking scared um and also it's actually really fucking difficult to get hold of like it is available on dvd and that's about it Um, now you know it's on youtube and stuff but certainly when i was going through my sort of uh children's tv renaissance originally and i sort of started building up my dvd collection this wasn't available then yeah Uh, and so it's kind of slipped through net and and also to be frank i am not a fan of these jerry anderson shows in general so it was not something that like i i kind of missed thunderbirds both times like i I missed thunderbirds first time out because i was like sperm if that well i wasn't even that like i was i was a a fucking non-entity completely um and I missed this Renaissance because that was kind of the generation after us. Yeah, that, that, yeah, got that was, that was when they did
0: Tracy Island on Blue Peter, wouldn't it? And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That back off again.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think the only real Gerry Anson show, aside from this, that I've got any connection to is Captain Scarlet, which incidentally is my favourite of them um, because it's the only one I actually like. I do, I do genuinely like Captain Scarlet, but that's because it was it had more of a heavy sci-fi bent, a bit like this, because. To me, like even watching Thunderbirds when it was in that Renaissance and trying really hard to get into it, to be fair, um, it just never really clicked with me because it was all about international rescue and it just always seemed like there was no real... I don't know, there was was just not enough action in it for me. There was no real peril because it was all about them reacting to a situation. It was all about they were rescuing people. And that just didn't do it for me. I wanted to see good guys kicking the fuck out of bad guys. And if those bad guys could be aliens and there could be spaceships involved, that was even better. So like Terrorhawks is right in my wheelhouse. Um, Yeah, I, I wish I'd started watching it earlier. Um, but yeah we've come to it now uh, like yourself Um, I know again I thought I talked about it briefly when we were looking at Pingu um, last week I've got a lot of shit going on at the moment so I'm not necessarily watching uh, as many of these shows as I normally do Um but I have fit quite a few of these in Uh, because again just like with Pingu I started watching this but actually I'm quite fucking enjoying this now this comes with a disclaimer before we dive into this show and start pulling it apart I am enjoying it. I am very aware and we will talk about all of the really bad cultural appropriation that takes place in this. Um, We have to address it. But I, you know, I am enjoying it in spite of that, as we've said many, many times on this show these things are a product of their time and this is a product of its time in yeah, a lot very much of so. ways a lot of ways even I mean, though it's production value and things like that I as said, well. to
0: be honest i mean i don't even think it's a product of its time i think it's a product of the time before that when you no know, when they were doing thunderbirds and um, mm-hmm. captain scarlet and stingray and joe 90 it, 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 even so it seems older than it is just with the more spacey stuff because star wars has come out
1: yeah i mean as we've talked about in the show before as well this early 80s period everything was fucking star wars it's just like give us the closest thing you can get to star wars yeah um but this this does lean very very heavily on classic science fiction tropes it's not it wears its heart on its sleeve and i fucking love it for that because i love this as a genre it is a gigantic fucking space opera you know with invaders from fucking mars and people from other planets and androids and fucking spaceships, and like you basically got an Earth defense force. Like it's it's everything that I fucking love about the genre. Plus muppets, like well not actual muppets. they're not muppets. workshops.
0: But they're not muppets because muppets are soft. These are uh, these are harder. These are these are
1: no, 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 no. These are not marionettes. No, 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 no. Uh, every other Jerry Anderson show is a marionette. This is a latex puppet, unmistakably so. Uh, yeah, the muppets move everything.
0: To be fair, the the um, the version I was watching earlier, I, I couldn't track it, even track down on DVD. So the version I tracked down wasn't that great quality.
1: Yeah, uh, um, these these are without a shadow of a doubt uh, not marionettes. They're not walking in that wooden way. If you'll notice, you generally tend to see them from the waist up as well. Um, yeah, true. they they are they're not my bits because they're not Henson, uh, but they are definitely latex puppets. Um, they are being puppeteered in in that fashion with a fucking hand up the taxi. Um yeah definitely uh to the point actually i've done a bit of research for a change uh because i got a little bit into this oh. show um to the point where this, sorry can I, just, can I just
0: make a note of the date and time of that
1: <laughs> i don't very often do research on these shows but but such did terrorhawks kind of get into my mind uh this isn't you'll notice from the opening credits filmed in super mario nation which is what mm. all the others are filmed in this is filmed in super macro nation yeah because it's all done with latex puppets and the sets are that much smaller and everything and they have macro vision. Um, so yeah, they, they're not marionettes. They are soft puppets. Um, that allows for definitely greater facial expression. You can see mm. that the mouth movements are a lot better. However, and I, I really don't want to criticize anybody because it must be really fucking difficult doing what we were doing. And yeah. this had a legendarily small budget as well. Um, the puppeteering isn't great, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I think that's the design of the puppets more than anything else. I don't think there's anything wrong with the movement as such, but they don't fucking blink. They There's a few things dead that. That's, dead eyes.
0: That's why I thought they they weren't this type of puppet, because the movement doesn't seem to... It doesn't seem to work properly. No. It just I mean, seems... I mean, when... I When they walk and I said so they are from the waist up, and so I hadn't really clocked that. Um, but yeah, everything is very... You know, the shoulders are very static when they move and stuff, and at least with a marionette, if you move, if you move the arms, well, then the shoulders move. you've got, yeah. you've got gravity with them, and you bit, and probably. you've got joints in mm. the shoulders. Which, if you're picking an arm up, the shoulder has to rotate. Yeah, this is really boring for people on audio, by the way, because I'm flapping my arms around like a fucking puppet. Well, um, I'm
1: sure everybody on audio can picture a marionette with, you know, strings yeah. and everything. But these have got no strings to hold them down.
0: So no strings you way. Know, like no. <laughs> no. Um, um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, that, that, that was something I did spot And I mean, I said, the, the version I was watching wasn't great quality But every episode of Terrorhawks was on this particular YouTube channel I, I was uh, looking at You are probably um, watching the same one as me then, yeah Probably um, But I, I, I started watching on the TV And I had to come away because the quality was so bad When, you know, on such a big screen I, I went down and I thought, oh, fuck, I'll put on my laptop And mm-hmm. then it was too bad It was crap on that I ended up watching on my phone And then it was just about bearable
1: Oh wow! No, you definitely weren't watching the same. Ones um, as me this, it
0: was a pretty crap. Um, it was a pretty crap version. Um, but yeah, was, I mean, you, but you could see, as like I said, the way they move. Like, you know, everything was very rigid, and it reminded me of um, uh, Lord of the Dance, Michael Flatley, where okay, yeah, I he can doesn't see move from the waist up. Move. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I could, and I it, could see just, that. You
0: no, know, they walk, and everything's very, you know, everything's very hunched together and very static, apart from their mouths mm-hmm. and their heads rotating slightly. So that was something I did pick up on that the the puppeteering wasn't great. Don't get me wrong, I can't do puppeteering, so I'm not going to criticize anybody for it. Hey, look, Um, it's it's probably
1: yeah, it's an art form, and this is probably as good as you could do with the limited budget they had. And I don't, when I say the puppeteering is not great, I'm not really leveling that criticism at the artists themselves. I'm not leveling it at the puppeteers. They have to work with the puppets that they have. Now, puppet technology wouldn't have been quite as advanced at this point as it would later come to be, particularly when Henson Workshop starts bringing us things like Labyrinth and like Dark Crystal and things like that. that's what I was going to say. And and this actually feels very much like a kind of early stab at that. Obviously, again, from a completely different standpoint, but this is like, actually, no, we can take this form of puppetry and Mm. make something actually quite serious and quite earnest, or relatively so anyway, like some of the gags in this are cornier than ate them breakfast cereal they're fucking terrible but they were having a stab at telling an actual dramatic story for yeah certainly older children yes. um if not to be honest adults um it was way too old for me when i was watching it like i can't believe yeah. i was allowed to watch the fucking thing but then i guess to my parents it was like oh yeah it's puppets plus it's, they'd it's, watch it's, it's fucking Thunderbirds the, and Thunderbird. Stingray and Captain Scarlet so it's like oh yeah it's fine it'll be fine yeah. never mind the fucking like one of the episodes I I watched I think it's episode three like one of the fucking aliens gets a great big fucking hole in their chest and he's spurting blood out everywhere it's like uh, I was watching this at like half past four or five o'clock in the afternoon or something <laughs> on fucking C- well it was after CITV this was one of those fucking intermediary type shows wasn't it right. it wasn't I, I seem to remember it was kind of a tea time show. I don't, um, I don't remember, but it wasn't necessarily prime time. So, so yeah, that, I mean that's that's first point. Of course, is is these puppets are they're different, and and I think it's the only Jerry Anderson show that's like that. Um, yeah, I mean that would then obviously be incorporated as we moved on through the years into things like Space Precinct and and what have you, and things like that, where we had shows that used sort of this mix of live action and puppetry. Um, but this was kind of I guess the first stab at doing it wholeheartedly that and it, and the reason was purely again from my research it was purely a cost thing mm. um they were they were cheaper uh, the marionettes were pardon the phrase wooden um so they didn't like the way they moved and things and they, you know there's there is a lot more action and a lot more kind of forward momentum in this show from all of the characters which say was was missing for me from things like Thunderbirds mm. and I think that's only. Being accomplished because these characters are able to move around a lot more. Um, there's this blocking involved in scenes for Christ's sake with these. You can see it when you are watching an episode, it, especially when Zelda and like her fucking umpteen family members, it's like she's some fucking hillbilly the amount of children and cousins and aunts and everything that she's fucking got. But like, if you cram a few of them on screen together, it's like watching a fucking episode of Fraggle Rock like, this puppet's <laughs> everywhere. So then to think about what they were doing, um. And that obviously isn't, isn't so much of a problem with, with Thunderbirds and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah um, coming through it, watching it now, like you know, the, the first thing, once you get past the movement of the puppets, like the first thing that hit me straight away, um, and I can't believe I, I didn't remember, it, and I can't believe it, it didn't sort of took me straight away, is the fucking music in this mm. show is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And again, budgetary, um, traditionally they would have gone for an orchestra, couldn't afford one
0: yeah so it's all but synth
1: but I, I did find actually what i was, when i was when i watched
0: this i watched the first one was a two parter wasn't it the the yes. um, so i watched that and i watched the third episode and every time i heard it, I was listening to the theme and i was hearing the he man theme there's just a there's just half a hook in it okay
1: uh um, part
0: you yeah, you not... you'll, you'll pick it up now when you listen to it it's not it's not, not sure it's not massively obvious, but it is there.
1: Okay, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely go back and listen to that. I've listened to this theme a lot. Um, I've, I've become vaguely obsessed with this theme to the point of actually putting the LP version on my fucking eBay watch list at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm trying to track this motherfucker down. Um, but I've, I've listened to it a lot. And, and you'll have heard it, of course, by the time you, you get to listen to this episode, because I'll have dumped it straight up front. Uh, but both the opening and closing themes are superb. They reminded me, actually, of Nightmare. Rather than He-Man, I got a lot of nightmare from it just because it was a synth score and it had that kind of driving yeah. electronic. I think sort them- of thematically,
0: I'd agree. Uh, sort of thematically, I'd agree. So thematically, I'd agree. But I don't know. There's, there's, a, there's a there's a tiny hook. It's probably only two or three chords, but yeah. they just repeat in such a way that so the verse of the He-Man. It's just that it just there's part of that in there somewhere.
1: I yeah I i think i get it now when you say because you got yeah <laughs> it's, it's, yeah 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 i've got it yeah yeah i can see that i can see that and and that was a freebie for you all listeners by the way it's not very often you'll hear me sing on a podcast so yeah it did though. you know first time for everything yeah or, or um, ever I, do.
0: actually, I, I don't sing apart from when i'm in the car on my own
1: I, I think i probably have sung on the show before um i apologize if your ears are bleeding um so, yeah, I love the fucking music um, and just the credits in general, um, just the whole setup of the credits, um, what they do, which is something that I don't think we've ever credited another show with doing. Like I've, I've said a lot about how I'm a big fan of the kind of opening monologue with, with the intro, yeah. you know, things like Jason Ulysses used to do it when you'd get the whole backstory and then we'd get the theme. Yeah. But that would be narrated to you. Um, but, you know, classic, classic visual storytelling here, they show, don't tell. So we get the whole backstory. We get yeah. that Zelda's invading the Earth. We get that there's a base on Mars. We get who all the terror hawks are. Yeah. We get what vehicles they drive. You even get like the fact that Stein is one of nine clones because when his fucking portrait comes up, there's nine other portraits around it as well. All sort of uh, in, in silhouette. So, yeah, you get this sort of incoming transmission from Einstein. then you get the theme, and it spells the whole show out to you. That's a fucking genius opening sequence. Like, if you've never seen Terror Hawks before, you can dive in at episode fucking 10, 12, whatever. Yeah. You're going to understand what's going on because it's all given to you in the opening monologue. uh, Sorry, in the the opening theme. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, to get into the show itself, then, Um, like I said, classic stuff uh, invaders from another planet trying to take over Earth. Yeah. and Earth's defense force are the terrorhawks uh, in this fucking base in south america somewhere yeah. they've got I, I think about the the real tropey thing about the jerry anson with it is they have they all they all have their vehicles you know there's the yeah. battle tank and there's the fucking hawk flyer thing and it's so that you've still got that and you've still got the repeated launch sequences and stuff like that so these are the things that you know, Jenny yeah. Anderson fans, people who live in Thunderbirds, we're used to seeing.
0: Yeah, and but I similarly with the house as well. The house turned, you know, turns through ninety degrees. Yeah, and they've all got the launch
1: and... sequences. Yeah, so I mean th- yeah. that
0: sort of stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's it's interesting, but once or twice, and after that, you think, oh fuck, this bit again. Exactly, but, and,
1: you know, and that's, that's and, the sort of thing that used to fuck me off with Thunderbirds.
0: Yeah, so but I mean, you had that, but in all fairness, in Thunderbirds, there was always because you had the the the, the massive launch sequence, and then every every vehicle had its own sort of ident. It was very difficult to get away from here actually, once they're once they're out on mission, it takes about the same amount of time as the five, four, three, two, one, you no, know, Thunderbirds Go, all that. But then once you've had it, it's done. And then yeah. you're in the story. You don't get repeat, no, you don't get repeated bits. You don't get, oh fuck, this bit's flying again. This no, that one's on the ground again. It's just well, right, we're no, we're in our vehicles now, because that moves us to the next part of the story. So that I think actually when you compare it to um, Anderson's previous shows, actually it was an improvement.
1: I think actually the writing, pilot episode aside, out of the ones I've watched, I thought the, the pilot didn't need to be two episodes um no. it was it was quite lengthy for what it was yeah um but i think once we're into these sort of 20-25 minutes serialized slices of story as it's moving forward i think the writing is actually pretty good for what it needs to be it is literally here's the threat here's how we're dealing with it elevate the threat at the end of act two and yeah. actually Three will take care of the threat zelda's got to go but zelda reclaims her own is what they say, and then the alien yeah. goes back up and what have you. Um, so I, I think the writing and look, nobody's winning any fucking awards for this or no, anything. Don't get me wrong, but it's what it, it, it accomplishes, what it needs. It, it
0: does, and actually, I, I, I was you know? thinking that when um, when I was watching this I only watched the, the, the two part opener and then the third episode, which I can't remember much about because that was about the time that the kids came home from school um, and caused fucking chaos and ruined the living room. Um, I think that they, no, they, they did try some interesting things, actually, in the pilot. There were some, you know, there were some themes they were clearly going for. The whole, no, no, There's a man versus technology thing where you've got Einstein. You know, you're a robot. You're not meant to think for yourself, all this sort of stuff. You know, you were engineered by, by a superior mind. And then you get the kicker at the end of that episode, well, you're a clone. So were you. And yeah, it's almost that. Like Touché, sir. Well played.
1: There, there is. A, and, and that does run through. There are, yeah, there are some lofty themes in here. There which, are. Again sci-fi is very good at taking those themes and dressing them up inside this sort of action sort of space opera uh setting and feeding them back to you so yeah i mean you've hit on it. that one's front and center with neinstein like every time he's he's talking to um to zero or anyone else he's just like they're a robot Looked look down and then of course you've got the fact that zelda herself is an android um and, it, and you know they refer several times like the androids they truly believe that what they're doing is right. They believe that that the Earthlings are are disgusting, yeah. you know. And and when you look at our history, then and you see the obvious parallel, there, you know they don't they don't shy away from this stuff at all. Zelda talks very openly in that um, opening sequence about how they were essentially slaves, yes, and they have they have revolted, yeah. um, they and, and they have claimed their land as their own now. So for her to then look upon Earth, you can see how straight away she's like, well. Okay, it's almost... I mean, she's fucking... In another light, she's Daenerys Targaryen, isn't she? Yeah. Um, you know, she's, she's going to come down to Earth and break the chains here. Yeah. Um, so there are some very interesting themes at, at play, and they don't shy away from them at mm. all. Uh, but for all of the intelligence that goes with that, you then have characters like Hero and his exactry. Um which I'm sorry for anybody listening, but there's not like I have to describe it to you. I'm not going to shy away from it. We yeah. never do. No, okay, it, we're going to talk about this stuff. Um, it's fucking atrocious. Like one it, of it the is. worst examples we've seen, and it, it's not. It's not just hero. No, and I, I mean it's, it's, it's you get it with fair. everybody. I mean you get it with um. But you get it with Kate as well, who's got the fucking afro hairstyle and
0: yeah. Um, I, I can't remember the woman's name. The, the woman. oh. um, but I mean, no, the, um, the 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 very proper English woman who is very much based on Joanna Lumley. Um, I can't remember her, her name, but you—they've they, just gone in for right. What stereotypes can we hit? What can we make so fucking obvious that that's no, that's a British woman. That's no, that's an Asian person. That's a black person. And they've just gone right. No, it's 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 it's, it's a series of token ethnicities, including white. It
1: is. I think is it is it Mary you're talking yeah. about the like the co-pilot with, with yeah. Einstein there yeah. and yeah. so that's that's Mary yeah Kate is the is the pilot of the fucking ship who's got the bouffant oh. hair and yeah. later turns out to be a fucking singer as well we find out um, like and and then even down to like zero like could have been anybody really but he's Windsor Davis so like the most it, it, offensive. It, it took this me a, is the most offensive Welsh representation you could possibly find. It took <laughs> me
0: a good three or four seconds to realise that was Windsor Davis. I, 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 think, mean, I a, think I was all of two words in. I was like, oh fucking hell, here we go. He's
1: unmistakable, isn't
0: he? <laughs> yeah, I mean there was there was an animated um like a CGI animated show a couple of years ago which um BBC aired uh, on CB it was called Q Poodle Five and they were all aliens living on a pla- on a planet and Joanna Page was one of the one of the um the the, um, the characters in that and that was the same. She might as well go and say, "Oh, lovely boy,
1: down there, yeah. now have a pint of there I, said, I mean, that's... It. No, it's, it's just like fucking hell, you know.
0: That's how, what how... you get
1: from him. Even the catchphrase "roll on." Like, okay, it's funny because he's a fucking ball. I get it. Yeah. But <laughs> like, really. However, having said that, um, he's actually really fucking good. Yes, <laughs> like he's genuinely funny. Um, my favorite character, if I'm perfectly honest, I think he's brilliant. Uh, but again, it's because he, uh, the character, like, yeah. Windsor Davies' voice comes with all the baggage of In- it ain't half hot and stuff like that and all of the Welsh stereotype. He may as well be carrying a fucking leak around with him. Yeah. Um, but the character itself has got that inherent thing of I am a machine, but I am learning how to, to think and I'm learning yeah. how to feel. And yeah. there's that is a thread that runs through as well. He's kind of learning about humanity. And he's clearly different, you know, because even in the pilot episode they talk start talking about how he's thinking for himself and he shouldn't yeah. be and things like that. Um
0: he's he's learning emotion as well because when uh 13 dies, um yes. again I'd say spoilers, but it's 40 years old almost and we're it is the pilot episode. Um but yeah so when 13 dies and they bury him Oh, because you bury a robot when it dies. Um but you know, he he feels that. Yeah. Well and I think he's the only character who actually feels any way to it because everybody else is just dismissive. You're a robot, it doesn't matter. But actually he's gone no, that was my friend. That was a that was a good person. Doesn't well, again, if it doesn't matter it's a robot. And, no, and there's there's a lot of humanity in the characters that aren't human as opposed to uh, in the ones
1: who are. They definitely are, and I mean that has to be intentional. I mean oh, yeah, even... it's gotta be. There's there's a discussion there amongst him and the other um, Is it Zeroid something yeah yeah. Uh, there's a discussion about about they say well we'll just make another thirteen, and and he says well that's not the point you you don't understand you yeah. know it, it it's, won't it's,
0: it's, be it's, it's another thirteen. Yeah. It's like no you, you you're no it was it was the, the line he came back was something about heart about not having the
1: heart was not it? Something like that yeah. So there's a there's a lot going into this yeah um which. Quite frankly, I, I wasn't expecting. No I, I really wasn't expecting to be seeing any of that stuff. I was expecting like I, I knew Zelda and and I knew like she was the bad guy and we were fighting against her. So I was expecting fucking spaceships shooting Zelda. I wasn't expecting a discussion on humanity, what it means to be human, yeah. um, you know, technology rising up against us. I certainly wasn't expecting to be exploring themes of slavery and oppression. Um yeah. but it certainly not in a pilot or, episode no it's all in here and it carries through as well so i've watched quite a few of them i think i've done about six or seven in total i'm gonna do more yeah um like i i i'm genuinely fucking enjoying this look it's it is a product of its time and it's very simple in a lot of ways as well we're talking about all of these themes but then actually in a lot of other ways you know it it can be quite crude and it can be quite simple the gags as i say are, are corny as a box of cereal they're absolutely dreadful some of them but then for every clunker now and again, and it's usually from Windsor Davis. He will throw one out there that makes you go, oh, "All right, that was." And yeah. some of them are quite close to the bone as well. Yes. Um, so, you know, um, I, I think there's genuine value in it. It's certainly like I have a predisposition to like this kind of thing. You know, I've said plenty of times on podcasts before. Like any kind of like serious space orientated science fiction, it's right up my street. This is this is hitting all the notes for me. Mm, yeah. Um, so. And the fact that I remembered so little of it as well. So this is all, like, even though I knew Zelda and and things like that, a lot of it feels quite fresh to me. Um, And it's actually quite a a joyful discovery going back. And, like, for a start, discovering that they weren't marionettes, because in my head they were. Um, So discovering it, again, well talked about on this show, I have a love of puppets um, and the art of puppeteering. So to see that, and, and that's part of, even though, yes, you can tell the age on the video, as yeah. you say and yes a lot of the streams that you'll see are poor quality and yes there are some really bad special effects, you know especially with the Zeroids just kind of reversing the video to get them to pop back up onto the pedestals and there's yeah. clear model shots that you can see getting blown up things are clearly made out of cardboard in places you know there's there's all of this um but then you know there's also some quite sophisticated set design going on in here as well yeah. um and you know it looks real is the thing even though it's cheap because it's a physical thing that's been made and is there like i this looks more real to me than a lot of the kind of late 90s early 2000s shows that you would have had where this would have been cgi or computer generated animation even um, rather than a mix with live action there's just something that feels weighty and physical about this um I think the the thing that really sticks in my throat every time I watch it, the thing that pulls me out of it instantly all the time. And again, this is no disrespect to the actors, because I don't think the performances are necessarily bad. But the voices are just and you wouldn't do it today. You would get you would get performers of the correct ethnicity to perform these roles. Oh yeah. But the appropriated accents and voices are absolutely horrendous. Like yeah. to the point of stunting those performances,
0: yeah. And I mean, I think the if, if you saw this now, also you wouldn't do it, they wouldn't do it now because you, you wouldn't get away with you it. You just no. couldn't, but I mean, if, even if you look back at, I mean, fuck it, I don't know, this, Team America is Team America's nearly 20, oh, it is 20 years ago, uh, almost, isn't it? But you look at that and the way they did, you know, um, Kim Jong il for as an example, yeah. they no, you, you take you can very easily parody that and parody the old, no, parody to the old ways of doing it, but you have. To, there has to be some sort of acknowledgement that that's what you're doing. Yes. You, could, you know, so you know the whole thing of you no, know, again, not being surprised. The owls and stuff like that. That no, that that's something they're doing to lampoon other things that have done that. But this is the type of thing they're lampooning, and where you, you get, you know, it, and it's it's quite subtle in places with, with heroes. Sometimes you don't notice it, and other times you will say something. You think, "Fuck me, did he just say that?" Oh yeah. And it's like. I'm, and I ended up, um, I this in the second, the second half of the pilot episode, I ended up actually going back about twenty seconds to listen to him saying something again, because the first half of what he said, I think it might be two or three sentences, the first bit was fine, and then the second bit was like, oh fucking hell, oh, he's so horny, you know, it's so like, fucking, hell, you can't, no,
1: you can't do that. No, I mean, there's a point in that pilot as well when Einstein. Um nice time and Mary having a conversation and they get some information from Hero. I can't remember the exact uh, the exact line, but Mary says Remar was, was that hero, and he he mimics him. He turns around and says, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, that makes it even worse. However, narratively, I feel like I would probably accept uh Hero and his representation more if they did more of that. Now, now. Okay, here's the disclaimer on that. (laughs) Einstein is very clearly an absolute arsehole. Oh an uh, absolute arsehole, right? Considering he's our lead and our hero, he's an absolute arsehole. So it wouldn't surprise me for that to come out of his mouth. But also when we're then sort of, and and we are sort of examining uh, the culture of humans in the show. We're examining human nature, um, you know, with, with Zelda beating the Android and turning a microscope on Earth and calling us the villains and saying about how horrible we are and stuff like that, that almost plays into that. Then, when you look at, you know, when you look at the androids and they're all kind of Zelda's family, most yeah. of them. So she's kind of surrounded by her own kin. Whereas coming down here, then, and we have all of these different nationalities and races, and we're just taking the piss out of each other and fighting amongst ourselves and disrespecting yeah. our own people. Whereas again, they
0: aren't. Again, there's a comment. There's a commentary in there. Yeah, you're absolutely. Um, and and, and it, again, it works really well. I mean, I remember when we talked about Captain Planet, we had this a very similar sort of discussion right. about how how they no, how they chose the ethnicities they chose and the the the, the 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 character tropes they then threw into those. And this is just that to like the nth degree. Is, you know, this is just a lot fucking worse. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean you're right. so that the th- one of the things that did pull me out of the. Um, the, the pilot episode actually was that, I said, Neinstein is a complete cocknocker. He's an awesome. There's he's an I cannot see a single redeeming feature in that character. He's just one of the
1: most dislikable but, leads I think I've ever met. But like... the, way,
0: the way the the way you'd argue to get around that is, well, he's not human. He's a clone. No. So he, he's less than human as well. So it's okay because, actually, the real people in the show, the ones we are taking the piss out of their accents and, and their appearance and all the rest of it, they're the real people, so that's okay. As long as you know, the person, the person doing the mimicry and the, the mocking, all the rest of it, as long as they're actually you know, a figure of fun themselves or a figure of scorn themselves, it's okay. And now, that's a, the disappointing bit.
1: But as a character, um, and, and this is the key, I think, for Terex. This is what is making me want to watch more. Um, once you get beyond, you know, the, the cultural appropriation, I, as a character, um, and it's not just Einstein. I think all of the characters are quite interesting, but Einstein especially. He's really fucking interesting, isn't he? Because yes, he's an arsehole, but he's arsehole because he clearly has an inferiority complex. He clearly yeah. knows that he isn't a human like the rest of them. Yeah. And, uh, and he's, he's the ninth, he's the ninth
0: one as well. He's not he's even the,
1: original. No, he's well, he's not necessarily the ninth one. There are nine of them. So if he dies, another one of the nine instantly takes his place. Right. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting sort of facet to his character as well. He's he's completely expendable. Hmm. Um He's constantly one-upped by, presumably, his own creation. I don't know if he does create the Zeroids. I haven't got that far in. But if he doesn't, he certainly sort of programs mm. them and instructs them. Yeah. Um, so, and, and it almost seems like Zero, especially, gets more recognition and is more human in a lot of ways than Einstein is, which is where this kind of conflict between them comes from. So, actually, he's an arsehole, but he is quite interesting. It makes mm. it very difficult to root for. But it does make him quite entertaining to watch, and it does make me wonder if, you know, over the course of these three seasons of this, yeah. whether he will kind of soften, and whether he will grow into a hero role, or whether whether he will just continually be a complete and utter asshole. Um, I, I don't know, but certainly there was, there's, yeah, there's a lot there's and, a and, lot you know, to
0: unpack. He is an interesting character. You're right, and I think that that's something it it pulled me out in the in in the pilot episode because as I said, as I said as our lead he's so fucking unlikable, mm-hmm. but there's a lot to unpack around the fact that he's a clone so what does that mean and you no, know, he's a clone so why are people cloning why you no? Know, why have they put a clone in there where you no know, who who created the clones what you no know, what what happened you no know, if he's one what's of nine what are the rest on, of them doing
1: and what's going on you know it, so far in all the episodes i watch we haven't really seen society even yeah. we just see the terror hawks fighting alien invaders so what's actually happened to Earth? Are are we still a society, or is there just this random collection of people who are, you know, just, just basically defending their own backyard? You know, yeah. of which it's a bunch of robots, a clone, and as far as we know, like, three or four humans. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, even with the, the humans, um, you get, oh, what's his name? What's the guy that flies with Kate? Um, it's not oh. Hawkeye, but it's something like Hawkeye, isn't it? Is it is Hawkeye. It is Hawkeye, no, is it? No, she's, she's Hawkeye, he's Hawkewing. Hawkwing. Right. Okay. Well, he's like, even we find out later. even he's kind of got um, bionic implants. He has bionic eyes. That's that's his thing. That's why he always goes, aye, uh, yeah. aye. That's why he's good at shooting things, because he has bionic eyes. So then again, based on what we're already learning in the show, does that mean that he's no longer human, or is he less human? Yeah. And it, it's not afraid to examine these things. There are some real kind of technoir cyberpunk kind of themes going on in this, Yeah. which I didn't expect going in. I literally thought this was going to be spaceships and explosions. Um, so it's very, very interesting to me. I, I really want to see where it goes. Plus the fact, uh, like, yeah, it looks ropey in some places. But in general, it's pretty fucking cool for what it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was. it's one of those that, you know, it was... It was always going to be an evolution of things like Thunderbirds because obviously, obviously technology's moved on, um, and I don't know, even even things like the way you make your models will, will have moved on. So you know your ships look no different. They, no, they're not all. They don't look like they're fucking no, diecast, cast and really heavy and all the rest. of it. They look like they could actually fly. You
1: know, yeah. Look at the thing
0: of Thunderbird two. There's no way that fucking thing's getting off the ground.
1: No, it's fucking
0: ginormous. Yeah, you know, and with the smallest wingspan ever. Uh, but, yeah. but these things actually look like okay. They you know they look. They look a bit so sort of shinier and a bit you no know, and a bit. Oh, almost a bit futuristic and a bit no, a bit so spacey, um, which no, obviously that's what they're going for. But it, no, it, it looks like the effort has gone in, and I think that coming off the back of Star Wars will have helped because all of a sudden people have had a an expectation of what spaceships are going to look like, so that that will have helped as well. Um, but yeah, no, it it looks pretty good. So I I was annoyed that the um, I was I was quite annoyed with the quality of the, the version of the of the stream I had because I was I was enjoying bits of it, so there, there, was, there were things I was thinking oh, that, that could be quite interesting to see how that goes, how that develops, but by and large I was so fucked off with the quality of what I was watching and I didn't have time to find a different stream I was thinking, I can't, no, I mean, it's giving me a fucking headache watching it, because it's just, you know, it, 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 it's just such a shit quality
1: now, I mean, the whole series is there in. I mean, it's not HD, but in, yeah. I, I don't think it's ever even had a remaster, so it wouldn't be no. HD, but it's in decent enough quality uh, on YouTube I think there's actually, the one I'm watching it on is actually a Terrahawks channel I think um, I'm seriously considering picking up the DVDs. If I'm perfectly honest, I think I might sit down and watch them because at 20 minutes a clip, yeah, it's nothing. You can stick it on and watch one. I, I definitely want the fucking soundtrack. Yeah. So uh, the soundtrack incidentally comes with um, a fucking radio play as well. So yeah, this this thing actually branched out into all sorts of shit.
0: Yeah, I mean there's a soundtrack album released in 2002 um, on the Fanderson label. Um, and it's yeah, it's got loads of it's just bits from um, from the first couple of episodes, and they've they strung it you know they've 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 um, sliced sliced it all together to make you no know, to make a a story out of it. So you no, know, it's again, it's looking at it. It's one. Um,
1: it.
0: It's probably about an hour hour and change. Yeah, I but mean, it, no, it, but it's a story. It's telling a story, and then you've got no, you've got uh, themes in there as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, there were um in the early 2000s um it's a bit later than that but in the early 2000s there were a series of radio plays as well they did did undergo a revival there are some audio um plays that, you know much like doctor who does now where they'll go yeah. back and have like everybody's favorite doctor from when they were a kid who's too fucking old to walk yeah. about anymore let alone fucking act uh they'll do stories with them as a radio play um yeah and this is the same thing they did a radio play with the cast uh, there is a revival underway as well for a new Terrorhawks series uh, i mm-hmm. found out in my research uh yeah. based entirely on kate from, right from side. Side, which is a wise move providing yes. they actually either lean into that character fully or dial down some of the cultural appropriation it needs to be one or the other you either need to go full balls to the wall on it or dial yeah. it back a bit don't no half measures there. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm really interested mm. to see. I mean, that started in 2019. Um, yeah. It started production in 2019. But then, of course, last so, year, yeah, fun, right off oh. for everybody.
0: Also, also, did you notice,
1: well, the original series is set in 2020. 2020, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because all good science fiction is set in 2020. We officially live in the future now. Yeah. That's the thing. And is... we all saw how well
0: 2020 worked out in real life. I'd rather well, this yeah.
1: shit. You are definitely... Uh, but this, this is the future as it was always meant to be, isn't it? This yeah. is the future that we thought we were going to get growing yeah, up. Flying cars and fucking, you know, spaceships food. and yeah. fucking people from Mars and stuff like that. This is the future that we were promised. Okay. Um, so, and it, and it doesn't seem too futuristic, actually, either. When it, when you look at what we actually get, and when you look at where we were in the 80s, it wasn't a stretch to imagine that we'd have autonomous robots that would, you know, be able to go to war for us. That certainly wasn't a stretch. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't a stretch to, to think we'd have things like the, the space station the hero goes up to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's not, it's it's not a stretch. The, the stretch is the, depending on what you believe, the alien invaders, and that, that's never really been a stretch because we don't know, so we're not yeah. to take that leap of faith. Um, whether they're androids that look like scary old women, who knows? But even that's fucking explained. There is a narrative reason for that. They were modeled yeah. after the wisest and uh, most intelligent people uh, on, on of their creator species which naturally were the oldest that's why yeah. they look like old people um I, I think zelda actually jokes and says that's why she's so beautiful and then yeah. so she says it as well which is quite funny um she's a great fucking character as much yeah. as i was scared of her she's fucking brilliant uh, yeah. so so yeah this, this revival i'm i'm really curious to see where we take it now where yeah. like that whether they just stick to 2020 whether they have got the future i don't know but these themes that was so good then i think if they handle them carefully now they could really push this stuff into another fucking level like some yeah. of the you know when you look at the quality of, of some of the revival shows that we've had now and yeah. that you know things like she-ra for instance where they yeah, picked the one one that were always there and just gone actually do you know what Nah, fuck it here it Lean is front it. Of the center yeah here it is right this is a big old fucking lesbian show just have it like yeah. And it's brilliant. It's absolutely one of the best fucking shows I've seen in years. And it explores those themes without. Well, I mean, I'm not qualified to talk about this, obviously. But to my mind, as a as an outside observer, it explores those themes without being in any way cliche or offensive or it it just explores them as, you know, these are people having a relationship and they're confused about what they're feeling um, but they are very much in a relationship because these two people i'm talking about Shira and katra specifically here never mind all of the other fucking like honestly yeah. if you haven't seen Shira, just dive into it because the relationships alone are worth it um but they handle things very sensitively yeah um, and i think we could do so much good with terrorhawks now i, I mean know, there's, there's some these things
0: there's some talent No, the um the people involved as well i mean the um the showrunner is um, Mark Hoffmiller Hoffmeier, who did mm-hmm. um, he did the um, the Last Guardians uh, Guardians of the Galaxy series. Um, oh, as well okay, as, he's done some he's done a lot of Marvel stuff. He did Spider Man series as well. Um, you've got the producers um, one of the producers of Bob's Burgers, Gravity Falls. So again, there's some there's some recent cartoon pedigree involved as well. Mm. Um, so no, there's there, there's some no, there's some talent involved here, and I think there's there's a lot of promise to it. I think as long as they as long as they Get what the what the original show was trying to do, and they get you know they get where it was coming from. I think I think they can do well with it. I think the the difficulty would be trying to lean into the nostalgia of it too much. And I think that's what a lot of shows have done, and that's what sets certainly Shira apart from yeah uh, from a lot of some, some of the revivals we've had is that it doesn't do that. It treats it as its own thing, and I think if they yeah. do that here, they can you know they, they will be a lot more to it, a lot more satisfaction coming out of it than if they just yeah. go, oh, well, yeah, it's it's Hawks, but we're just doing Kate because everybody else is dead.
1: Well, I mean, that, that's the key, isn't it, is is with she like we call it a revival, but actually it kind of very cleverly places itself so that it, it can exist kind of apart from yes. the original She-Ra, so that they've thought about that. But it's also, rather than being a continuation, it is just thematically similar yeah. to, to the show. It just picks up on what was there, uh, and and just goes to town on it and goes, actually, you know, this is what our show's going to be about. This stuff was always there. It was just in the background. But this is what our show's going to be about. Yeah. So I think bear in mind how front and centre some of this stuff is in Terrahawks anyway, these themes are there for the take-in. So yeah. to pick those up and run with them, we could end up with something really special now, mm-hmm. I think. Um, because the, the framework is there this, this really is good. Like, it's, it's clearly made in the 80s, Yeah. all right? And it's clearly sort of tread in a very fine line between is this for kids or is it for adults we're really not sure yeah um it, and it does feel like that you know it feels like it knows that kids are going to be watching but it wants to be for adults and yeah. i think if they can if they can make that decision as to what they, they're pitching it for like the story itself is timeless you know yeah. it's it's cliched as anything but it's t- like it will absolutely work. It's fucking aliens invading and the US Defense Force. It's it's timeless. It's, we've it's seen that. It, I don't know it, how many times. Yeah.
0: But I mean, we've had that. But also, I mean, if you wanted to set, if you want to say, right, okay, well, we don't want to do sci-fi, we want to do a western. Okay, well, instead of Earth being invaded by you know, android Martians, your vi- your town, your village is being invaded by prospectors or something else. Yeah. You, you can tell the same story, just set it in a different place and yeah. you can still explore the themes you can still explore you know, the relationships and you know, the so the you know the um the burden of being other and all um, that's all fine you can do all of that but you just put it in a, in a different context in a different time and it still works and that's one of the temples and you know, you, you go back and you go back through social history of cinema and and the history of literature and you go back and say right we have stories to say right we we are defending so we look at things like like um troy and sparta yeah mm-hmm. no, that no, that's similar. thing you, you've got all through um through greek history and Roman history, you've got no. Again, you've got uh, the stands against the big invading army and stuff like that. It all no, it, it it's all there, and it this one just happens to be set in space or set no set their own space.
1: Yeah, I mean you're dead right. It is it, it is very much the fear of other, isn't it? And and that is a trope that we see. Yeah, you see it in science fiction. You see it in horror. You see it in as you say westerns as well. Anywhere where there's the reason you see it so uh, often in science fiction it's the same reason that you see it so often in Westerns and in horror as well. It's, it's the fear of colonization yeah. is what it actually boils down to. And sometimes that's handled very subtly. Sometimes you don't even notice it because it, it is just another alien invasion story, but what we're yeah. actually afraid of is aliens coming down and colonizing us and taking over our planet. Terror Hopes just front loads it and just says, well, we were slaves. We're never being slaves again. You kept slaves. You keep slaves now because what are your robots doing for you? Yeah. You know, you've got that whole thing there where even even take our history out of it. If Zelda were to, to view the Terrorhawks as they are now and the way Einstein treats the Zeroids, yeah. he treats them as subordinates as well. Yeah. So it is literally just like, well, okay, fuck you. We're gonna colonize you then. Yeah. And it's just flipping that on its head. So there's definitely there's a lot going on underneath the surface and yeah. under intelligent penmanship and intelligent direction, I think this could be something really fucking special. Mm. Really special. And I think it would be aimed at a more mature audience now as well. Yeah, uh, just because, so. as a culture, we're more accepting uh, of animation and of, and of puppetry and everything as a yeah. as a storytelling medium. Whereas in the 80s, it was for kids. Yeah. Like, if there's a cartoon on, it was for kids. And that, yeah. that attitude didn't really change until the early to mid-90s, uh, when yeah. we started to get things like Simpsons and Dinosaurs and those kind of shows. Uh, and, and even then, it took a long time for us to get to where we are today.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I, th- I think I mean you look. I mean, Simpsons being pro- possibly the exception, but I mean, even into sort of the mid late nineties, it was only when you started getting stuff like South Park and Family Guy, and you know, and then you, know, you moved you moved into adult you not know, adult animation. Mm-hmm. Be- you know, that's when it became its own thing. So I mean, this, no, it's, it's it's always been a case, and you still get it now. You no, know, you know, cartoons are for kids. Comic, you know, comics are for kids. And you no know, there there's certainly a generational thing where actually people of our age who've grown up with them are think, well no, fuck that i like I like what I likes, and if i li- if I want to read a comic book, I'll read a comic book if I yeah. want to watch cartoons until three o'clock in the morning, fuck you, I will whereas yeah. no our certainly our parents generation will be, well, yeah, it's a kid show, it's the fucking Thunderbirds guy,
1: and yet oddly, every single one of our parents' generation fucking loves Thunderbirds and Captain Scarlet and Stingray like it's yeah. Uh, it might have been the kid's show, but it was their kid's show. And actually, I think that that also may have been partly why I rallied against them so much. Because yeah. like, they were all telling me it was cool. And I was like, yeah, but if you like it, yeah. it's not fucking cool, is it? Yeah. However, Captain Scarlet just always... Again, it's the science fiction of it all. Captain Scarlet just always pulled me in. It was the story there that, that really captured me. Yeah. Um, and again, didn't they, didn't they revive that um, in, C- in CG a couple of years ago? They did. I've never watched the CG revival. Uh, I, it I looks fucking horrible. I've, I've, so I've, I've
0: seen stills of it. I've not seen any actual clips or any footage from it. I, I, but it's one of those that I, I saw it and I thought, oh, fuck, this is going to be another one of those. And
1: um,
0: that's... I, I kind of didn't. I mean, I, I wasn't massively into um, Captain Scarlet anyway. Um, it just wasn't them. It was one of those. If it was on, I'd watch it and I, I wouldn't go out of my way to so pick it up. Um. Whereas there are some shows, okay, that I would have. But when I saw, I saw that, and I saw, I saw the the sort of the artwork. I was like, oh, you know what? Fuck it, I'm out. I'm yes. not even gonna bother.
1: It looks fucking dreadful. Um. And that that's the only worry, I guess, I have with the revival for this is if we go full CG, like you got to put the money behind it. Otherwise, it's just gonna fall straight back into the Uncali Valley. And yeah, you, of course, it is. you're allowed to get away with that to a certain extent with marionettes and puppets because they're real things, but you know they aren't human if that makes yeah. sense whereas when you're looking at animation when you're looking at cg i think you tend to suspend disbelief that a little bit more yeah because um, yeah,
0: it's not actually no, because they they've animated the world as well so it, yes it, it, it all kind of matches yeah i think when you've got i mean it, well, look, if you think back what to when we looked we looked at um happy time murders on um on better than mario part of the problem there was that yes okay they were fit, them they were physical muppets and they were there but it didn't quite matter no, it, things just didn't quite gel properly because you know, the heights don't match and stuff like that because you now the people the people were different heights of the puppets and then you had different size puppets and they were all different colors so shades didn't match and you just got things that didn't quite tally up
1: yeah. and then
0: because of that it sort of drags you out a little bit whereas at least when you've animated the character but also the world around them you're, you know when, when you put a cg light into a into a frame that's already cg it's consistent yes and it's it's just trying to marry those two up so i think. You're right, if they do it properly and they put the effort into it, I think there's a lot of potential into it. There's a lot of potential in it. The worry is that they'll half-arse it because they want to do it as cheap as they can and get it onto Netflix and then just think, well, fuck it, we'll get paid every time somebody streams it. And because it's got the name Terrorhawks on it,
1: it'll sell. Well, here's the thing, though. Okay, I remember Terrorhawks uh, because I was terrified of it as a child. Um, but again, this, this is once again one of those things where that, that very slight couple-year of year age gap between us... Mm you didn't remember terra hawks so you know you're only talking probably a period of you go either side of me probably you're oh, talking weird. yeah so you're talking a period from like 1980 probably through to 1986 where people are going to know what this is yeah which you know people who were who were children at that time so oh, you're yeah. talking a very slim and and british children at that um, yes. i think you did here in america as well actually yeah, it um, did, yeah. but still it, it was by no means huge so you know it's whether that instant buy-in is there with Terrorhawks hawks that would be with say thunderbirds yeah for instance I, I don't think it is um it would be for me because even if we hadn't done this podcast and i all of a sudden sort of was getting revival i would definitely think oh, okay let's let's have a Here look how, how scary have they made zelda this fucking time yeah you know um whatever they do right they cannot make her as scary no. As she looks in it, like, like I said, she's not fucking scary. Now, when I look back at it, it just looks like somebody melted a fucking sooty puppet. But, <laughs> you know, as a kid, she was terrifying. Yeah, no, I,
0: I can I can see that. I, I can see that. One thing I actually saying about, you know, the international appeal, where I, the one thing I did notice in the end of the pilot episode was um, they made a reference to something being red, white, red, white, and blue. As, as truly British as you can be. So. Have you not seen the fucking American flag?
1: Yeah, I thought that as well, particularly since Einstein obviously is American. Um yeah. but yeah, it's it's the it's the Rolls-Royce, isn't it? Which yes. uh, again, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Here's a pink Rolls-Royce. Yeah. You know, it's we get it. All right, fair enough. Um But yeah, I, I thought that as well. Red, white, and blue, wouldn't it I mean that that's the thing, isn't it? It's not as kind of and I, you know, even with Thunderbirds and Captain Scarlet and stuff as well, we we think of them as being inherently British. But when you watch them, actually, they they're not really no. all that jingoistic and patriotic. But yeah, that that just felt a little bit out of step, didn't it? Like yeah. it was, all of a sudden everything was very yeah, very British. Yeah, in and, what and is it, otherwise meant to be an entirely international I was cast, or voiced by British people? Yeah, um, <laughs> I was
0: going to say, but no, but, it, it's 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 supposed to be you know, it's supposed to be set internationally. You know, they're based in South America. They've got they've got an Asian in space. They've got they've got this, this a very clearly American clone. So you know, they've done they they put the people they put put they put the pieces on the board, and they have just gone, da ah, fuck it. They're all Cockneys.
1: Yeah, weird. It's just it's just a weird weird line. But like I said, there are moments, hmm. and it, and it is moments. There are just fragments of dialogue in this that just make you go ooh. They're like they're really bad. Um, and I will say it tends to be in in like those pilot episodes that Jerry Anderson actually wrote. Yeah. Um when you get when you get further into the show and he's not doing so much of the writing, it, it does get better. Yeah. Um sorry for any huge Jerry Anderson fans out there. That's just an observation I'm I'm making. It's I, mean, I can't not make it. Like
0: Yeah, I mean I think I think it's fair. I mean sometimes you just don't hit the you don't hit the mark. And on the on on this compared to other other products, I think he's, I think the, the his writing on it. I mean, don't get me wrong, so the product itself, I'm I, I don't have too many issues with. Um say it was a bit of a mixed bag for me, but yeah, the the writing in that pilot episode was pretty clunky and pretty poor, and it served more to go, oh, we can do two episodes and we can show off more of the vehicles,
1: mm. which
0: is what we did in Thunderbirds, and we can show off the robots.
1: But it was more, you know, when I, when I say the writing's bad, again, it's not the it's not that the story was bad and it's certainly not that it was thematically bad and the characters are no, interesting, and the concept is good. It's just yeah. the, the it's pacing
0: like... is wrong and the, the the pacing is well off uh, for me and and the, the horrible fucking stereotypes.
1: Yeah, and and just those those odd fucking weird clunky lines of dialogue which are just so fucking strange, the way yeah. they just throw them in there. I mean, the pacing I think is something that all of these shows Suffer from all of the marionette shows, do as well. Um, and I think that's partly because no matter how hard you try, you cannot have a fast paced action sequence with these with these puppets, whether they're marionettes or whether yeah. they're puppets, you just can't do it. So, everything is just naturally slower. There's no nobody's punching each other in the face or anything like that, you know. It's well, it, fucking it it it. punch and Judy, we've been doing that for
0: 200 years. I'm sure these fuckers can work it out.
1: Well, yeah, but Punch just does it with a fucking stick, doesn't he? He can't, he doesn't bend at the elbow, does he? He just no. fucking hits a home yes. run. I mean, if you saw that every episode, it would be pretty shit. Unless you write it into the episode that like Einstein has fucking baseball bats that come out of his fucking arms or something because it was yeah, encoded in his DNA.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have elbows because they fucked up the sequencing or something.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he got the fucking Pfizer vaccine and it rewrote all his fucking DNA. So all of a sudden... <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Maybe he's sure, mutant yes. now. Says me, I've had the Pfizer vaccine, so I shouldn't joke about it. Um, <laughs> if I all of a sudden grow a baseball bat arm, I'm fucking, I'm straight there going into space looking for fucking Zelda. That's that's it. I, I'm I'm mankind's last hope in my mind now. Um, fuck knows how we got onto that. <laughs> no, and that's-,
0: that's it. I think it was. It came up a bit of a genuine point about pacing. I think. I think you're right. Obviously, because of the the, the style of the show and the way it's been put together. Yes, of course, of course. There's going to be issues that. You can't. And I think we've been spoiled. Spoiled. It, certainly in recent years, where you do look back at this, some of this stuff and where they have gone down the CGI route. Obviously, CGI. You can do any fucking thing. Like literally anything. If you can think of it, it's like Green Lantern. If yeah. you can think of it, somebody has the tech, the technical capability of making it for you. If you can't yes. do it yourself. So we have been spoiled um, probably since the mid '90s, even when you had stuff like um, VR Troopers and reboot and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you did have no you, that you did start to get some sort of very realistic animation in terms of, you know, 3D models of people. So all of a sudden, they articulate the way human bodies articulate. You know, that they will move their head, they will blink, just you know, because you know, they will shrug their shoulders like I just have because that's how it works. And so you were you were never going to have that with puppets, and I think we have been spoiled in in that respect. We we can, we almost expect things, sometimes. it's it's hard to remember sometimes that actually there there are physical limitations that you just can't get past. So um, yeah. I, I think you're right, and I think that. But I think the the pilot episode certainly. I mean, I haven't watched too much after that, as I said, but the pilot episode certainly they could have cut they could have got that into into the twenty four minute episode quite easily. They didn't need two episodes, and I think a yeah. lot of that's because there was a. There were some, there were quite long sequences of dialogue which we didn't need. There were lots of just shit gags that didn't land, and a lot of that could have been cut out, and they could have made the script a lot tighter. And I think that would have benefited it as well.
1: And it is like that moving forward. Um, it, it definitely is. I felt that too. And the more you watch, the more you kind of just click into the, the twenty-four, twenty-five minutes. You know, with with nearly about fucking two minutes of credits worth as well. Yeah. So they are. They're quite pacey stories. Um, and and they do manage that. And of course because because the storytelling is that much tighter, there's less of that clumpy dialogue because there's just no time for it. Yeah. Um, you know, you just hit the exposition and off you go onto the action sequences. Um but it's interesting, again, it just um, jogged my memory when we're talking about what is what is physically possible and things like that. And I think perhaps I was wondering why it looks so dated to me when it when it looks so like physically real. But I think part of that is again when we think of what's possible now you mentioned happy time murders which we talked about on better than mario and when you look at um the dark crystal revival that netflix did last year or maybe even the year before now um and and what's physically possible with action sequences augmented by cgi now with these puppets then to go back and look at this genesis where it came from it is almost like going back and looking at kind of early 90s cg and comparing it to a modern day blockbuster and going, fucking hell, look how bad that looks. When we now have this, I mean, there's, there's a sequence in this. um It's one of those repeated things where they're going to launch the ships or whatever. They go, drop the battle tank, and they drop the fucking battle tank. Yeah. Like they literally, <laughs> the bottom of the fucking ship opens and somebody just goes dunk, <laughs> like it bounces. It, it literally fucking they drop it out and it just dunk and bounces. Yeah. like it's terrible whereas you know now it would either hover down or you probably have something lifting it down or something yeah, you wouldn't just lowering go, it yeah Poof. it's literally it was it's like you know somebody's got like you like one of those little trap doors you'd make in a, in a model of a house as a kid or something where they got a cardboard flap by the side and somebody's got the tank on the top and they just pulled them like that and the tank's just fucking dropped out the bottom it looks terrible um but that's why you can't have a sequence where for instance the battle tank is fucking chasing a I don't know, alien on a speeder bike like you were getting Star Wars, you know. And the closest thing you probably get to that is Einstein's video game, yeah. um, which interestingly was hand animated. Was uh, another thing I, I learned when I was looking through my fucking uh, research earlier on. Yeah, not actually computer generated, hand animated. And, and again, I thought
0: that was I don't nice really the fact have... that um, we're just talking about the video game. The the fact that he was always chasing the high school but he always got to one-off and then he, and then he, then something distracted him. There's, again, some nice repetition of that theme there. And, you know, there's little things like that, which, you know, just add to it. And then you think, well, okay, so, you know, some of it's not great, but actually the work that's going into that character, because that you know, that gives him, again, just gives him something to play on. The fact that he can't beat the high score, he can't, you know, he, he always gets to 749 and the high score is 750 or whatever it is. I think it was 749. No, he, so he always gets there and somebody always
1: fucks it up for him.
0: Yeah, I the, and, the,
1: and Zero's actually surpassed him. Yeah. Uh, when you get to one of the episodes as well, Zero actually gets the high score, which sets him off. Yeah. Like so. so I mean, again, okay, you know, so
0: there's yeah, they... like that which are, uh, again, I thought are really interesting. And it's only when you mentioned the computer game, I remembered it. There are some really interesting touches of that as well. You think, well, there's so much they can do with that. And they're, you know, they're putting they're putting the groundwork in, so there's nothing to say they they're not going to go on and do that. And I think that's one of the reasons I want to go. I want to carry on watching is to see actually if they pull it off
1: i mean certainly the more i watch the more i i settle into these characters and those things yeah they do explore and the character they do explore them and the characters do grow you still get drop the fucking battle tank you still get the fucking ship launching you still you know you still get all the repetition but in between that actually you do get this core story of this very interesting group of characters with who are Considering it's a kid's show, in inverted commas, and considering this is the 80s, and considering they're puppets, um, they're actually quite well-realized three-dimensional characters, and that's really fucking surprising to me. Yeah. And 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 that's something I I think, you know, I I absolutely, if I were wearing a hat, I would take one off, um, because that's something that's very difficult to accomplish, I think, in, in a show of this style and of this length. Yeah. And at this time and for this audience, like it's way way better than it needs to be. I think.
0: Yeah. um Let's say you know, I, I, it was a bit of a mixed bag for me. There were things that annoyed me, possibly because of the way I was watching it. Um, But there was lots. There were lots of things I really liked, and I think that on balance, I'll probably try and go back and say, right, okay, well, does it go where I think it's going to go? Does it go where I want it to go? Even if I get to the end of the first season, go, you know what? Actually, it's not what I want so I'll, I'll give it up then so be it but I think having not watched enough of it I've kind of gone yeah there's there's some bits I'd like to unpack in that there's some things I'd like to see if they follow through
1: there's something there though isn't there I think you can see that even in the, yeah. the handful of episodes you've watched there is there is something there um, and, and that's as I say that's something I'm not, I, I've yet to see it fully unpacked and I don't think they will mm. and, and I'm not sure if I want them to because the unpacking really is for me to do as an audience mm. member they just need to give me that information and let me unpack it they need to tell me a story all this yeah. extra stuff that i want to unpack that's on me um I, but i feel like it's there if i want it that that's the thing whereas a lot of let, lesser shows yeah, i wouldn't they're... give it to me at all or would shove it right in my face and yeah. fuck it up uh and they they don't do that they, they give you just enough as i say it's front and center it's integral to the story a lot of this stuff yeah this kind of conflict between what is human and what isn't and what right do we have over earth and things like that all of it it's there if you want it if you just want vehicles chasing each other around and aliens fucking with shrinking spaceships and yeah interdimensional travel it, that's all fucking there as well um i yeah i absolutely wholeheartedly recommend this particularly since it's all on fucking youtube like, people should... De- I, I feel like this is a bit of a fucking lost gem. Like, I think there is a very hardcore subsection of kids from the 80s that remember this. And even even remember it in some small way like I do. And mm-hmm. I think there are much more people out there who you would really have to press them to remember Terrorhawks. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's quite sad, actually. I think a lot more people should give this a go because everybody... If you say Thunderbirds, everybody knows fucking Thunderbirds... Like yeah. if you say Stingray, everybody yes. knows Stingray. You go for yeah. any,
0: you go for Thunderbirds, Captain Scarlet, Stingray, Joe 90, every fucker knows who you're talking about. You say Terrorhawks. What? And I, I had that today because um, uh, the wife asked what we were doing tonight, and I said, like, oh, we're looking at Terrorhawks. What's that? So... Again, yeah, there
1: you go.
0: Put, no, got my phone out, pulled it up on the screen. No, I don't, I don't remember that.
1: There you go. I, and I, I had a similar thing. Um my wife saw me watching some of it. That's what it was. Uh, you know, whereas some of these shows, you know, if I was watching He Man, she'd know I was watching He Man. Yeah. Like it's 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 unmistakable because it's ingrained in in children of of our age. Yeah. Um, or as our age as we were then. Uh, this doesn't seem to be, unless you were a giant fucking nerd. Um. So there you go. That's probably yeah. why I fucking remember it.
0: Yeah, possibly. I mean, it's, I, again, I think the age, just the, the slight age difference, comes into it then as well. I mean, when this first yeah, aired, definitely. I was, no, when this first aired, I was cum, or yeah. if if I wasn't, then I was, no, gestating.
1: Yeah. So uh,
0: I wasn't around when this first aired. So um, yeah, I, I think it's one of those so when when you put it on the list, I recognised the name, and when it was mentioned, when it was mentioned in the, co- the the comment on on the review on on iTunes and the various other places mentioned, I thought, okay, I know what that is, and then. When I looked it up, I saw sort of went, no, that ain't it. That's not what I remember. I have no fucking idea what it is I'm remembering. Yeah, so, what are
1: Because when you said that, I was like, because when we did the fucking robotics, mm-hmm. like we both realized what robotics yeah. was as soon as we saw it. And it, yeah. and it wasn't what we thought it was, which was Zoid. Yeah. What else? I have no idea. I, I don't know what you think Terrahawks was.
0: I haven't got a clue. I just, in my head, it wasn't that. But I can't I tell don't... you what it was.
1: Weird. Well, I mean, maybe one day we'll watch whatever it was, and you yeah. go, oh, I thought this was Terrorhawks.
0: Yeah, um, that's a, there, are, there are a couple of shows I remember. I remember images from. I remember certain characters and the character design and stuff. I can't fucking remember for the life of me what they are, and I can't remember enough about them to look them up. Mm-hmm. I, I'd imagine it's going to be one of those.
1: I mean, you'll never forget Terrorhawks again now, though, because you've, you've witnessed the awesome might of zelda like oh, it's burned into your brain forever now you'll never yeah. forget that fucking face will you yeah although i'm still waiting for, for hero to break into i'm so Omri. i mean yeah there's that as well you'll never forget fucking hero will you that was that's the big takeaway for me anytime anyone mentions like previously anytime anyone would mention terror hawks i would instantly start talking about zelda i did it on uh, twitter with one of our listeners with um with uh, london hammer i did i did well, i mentioned in zelda um, now I am straight out, just going to go. Oh, but fucking hero though, Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> <laughs> like that's the yeah. takeaway for me, unfortunately. Um, yeah. As I was say, and, and it's and not just I hero. Don't... It's even it's even Kate as well with a yeah. fucking disco fucking diva. Like because she is that's the thing. As well as being a fighter pilot, she's also like a disco diva and a songstress with a giant afro hairdo, she's fucking foxy Cleopatra basically. Yeah. Um, it, Jesus Christ, do better. Um, well, it yeah, was the I was gonna say it was the early '80s as
0: well, and I think that I, I would hope that if this revival does appear, then we're going to get something a bit more, uh, a bit smarter.
1: Well, like I say, you've got to lean all the way into that, or you've got to be a lot smarter. You you can't you can't hit the middle ground there, so. Let's see what we get. I mean, yeah, I mean, does let's does. see if this revival even gets off the ground. I hope it does because i it's super excited yeah, to see I mean, what we can do with this today.
0: I mean, this is this is the unfortunate thing, and this is the worrying thing, is that we we see this time and time again. Where certainly on this show, there's talk of a revival, there's talk of a reboot, and then it just doesn't happen. And you um, you go into it and think, right, well, okay, well, in 2014 they were talking about doing a revival, in 2015 they were talking about bringing it back. It's now 2021, and yeah, nobody's ever seen it. So that's the worry, but I mean, I hope it's just been delayed because of COVID, um, like so many other things, as opposed to it being uh, it being dead in the water. But we'll we'll see, I guess. Um, apologies to any listeners. Um, We're having some audio issues um, tonight, so maybe some gaps, or we may have filled in gaps and it doesn't quite sound right. So um, apologies for that. Um, but yeah, we'd love to know what you think. I don't think we'd really have anything else to say on on Terror Hawks. We'd love to know what you think or what your memories are, or if you can remember something else that you thought was Terror Hawks and you know, you're in the same boat as me.
1: Um yeah. Please let us know if you thought something else was because I really want to know what Mark was thinking of. So yeah. if you can oh, join me. Mean, it like, like if there's a, nothing if there's like a show out there about like giant fucking mutant killer birds or something that we're missing, then let us know. But it wasn't um, it
0: wasn't even a pu- it wasn't in puppets, it was I'm sure it was animated, the thing I thought was Tarahawk So fuck knows what it is. Who knows? I have who knows? No idea. Um but, yeah, by all means, get in touch. Let us know what you think, what your thoughts are um, on Twitter at Pod. You can also go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can find our previous episodes and our other shows as well. On Facebook and YouTube with the Double Done Podcast Network. So uh, like, share, subscribe, leave comments, we'll get back to best we can. Wherever you get your podcasts from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Music, subscribe leave a message um again five star reviews if you can because they're great um but yeah just get in touch whichever way you can and we'll get back to you but until
1: next time expect the unexpected